the little, <laughs> ra little razzle-dazzle, BAM! Pull her through and try and throw her past me. Fly, little girl, fly. It's, you know, they're just doing this though. So don't go be a creeper and... No. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Ink. I'm, oh, of course, Matt Valdez. Um, today, we have a wonderful guest that I shall be tattooing and interviewing. Of course, that's the whole premise of this show. Uh, Miss Heather Marsh, otherwise known as Colette Razor Cat. Yes, that's right. She does roller derby. So mild mannered by day, and then you just go ape shit and kick the hell out of people yeah. at night. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So a little background about us. Um, what did we meet like seven years ago? I think it was. Or yeah, seven. About seven years ago. Because I had mutual friends. Uh, yeah, through a mutual friend, yeah. uh, I met you, um, and it was right after my current home team won our tournament, and so, so I wanted a tattoo to commemorate that. That's team right. In the moment. That's right. You were like, hell yeah! I need. It was what the Surly Girlies or something. Mm -hmm. That was like a yeah, it's a pirate. The theme. pirate theme. So, so then we decided. Okay, let's go with a little pirate girl. <laughs> yeah, she was only supposed to be <laughs> like eight inches she was tall. Like maybe this big, and I'm like, you know, you got some really nice legs there. Yeah. You're gonna be showing them off. Fuck it, let's make it. Don't I don't know. Let's do <laughs> so we started with this, and we still—it's a work in progress. Yeah. And then. Well, we started coloring it, and then I came back, and I was like. Mm. You know, let's just do the whole leg. Let's just let's just go leg sleeve. So yeah. So what we started, the treasure chest, octopus, and there's a couple little Easter eggs in here. Um, yeah. For your quote unquote nerdy side. A little bit. <laughs> I got, got my TARDIS. Got the TARDIS from Doctor Who. Yeah. And uh, you know a couple little like the surly girly right there and mm -hmm. the logo and your number was 38, right? Yep, so. still is. Still 38. Yes. Nice. Well, that's cool. And then. Of course, the cutter the ship, ship or a pirate ship. Is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's about the same, right? Pirate ship. So, yeah, today, I mean, we're going to be working more on this wonderful piece. The treasure chest, a little bit of the background and kind of like the, the um, shadowing and whatnot before we get into the top, which is going to be the, the ship going into, like, the storm. You yeah. know, have that cool uh, gray clouds, a little bit of rain shadowing here. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that way when you're on, you know, uh, what is it? it's the track, right? It's not. Yeah, uh, it's just a track. So you're going to be on the track. You got this big old pirate girl. Mm -hmm. Got the cutter ship or the pirate ship, the octopus. So when they're distracted by all this artwork, you're going to be like, BAM! Check out my tattoo! The little, ra little razzle-dazzle, BAM! Well, it's a perfect perfect leg, perfect place. I, uh, so there's always four people, and yeah. I skate towards the outside of the track uh, instead of towards the inside. So, so I'm what, right what, there with all the photographers and the see, fans. That's and, what I'm talking about. So What is your, what is your position? What's your uh, official... I, I mostly just block. Okay. Um, and occasionally I will pivot. Uh, but blocker is my main role. It'd be cool as if they had like, or do they have a, like, I keep thinking like a slingshot, you know, someone that just sends the smaller girl like, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we do that. Sometimes I've done that where I've helped my jammer get through. Um, we call it get, uh, an assist. 
An assist? Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. you can, we give like whips or arm whips or hip whips or whatever. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's where you can grab hand to hand or just one grabbing a body off of another girl. Very cool, very but, cool. But uh, I, I like to come up with my jam where can't get through. Definitely if we're right on the apex where the track is turning, mm -hmm. I'll hit the blockers, but I'll grab my jammer at the same time and I'll pull her through and try and throw her past me. And that's it, because I get some small jammers, and if they trust <laughs> me, I'll, if they jump so when you and say, go with it. When you say small, are you talking like? Height-wise. Like little five foot nothing, just. Yeah, like sometimes, well, five, 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 you know, in that range, because I'm five, eight. Uh huh. Yeah, so. Five eight, all leg. <laughs> all leg. All legs. <laughs> so, so I like, but we get some. I mean, we got girls of all sizes that play derby in all the positions. But I like to take some of the smaller girls if I can, and if I need to, I'll get them through. Especially ones that are comfortable jumping, because you get that momentum going, and you grab them and go throw them or whip them out, and they <laughs> will run and jump. You, they'll you can get them out pretty far. Oh, that you're like activate human cannonball yes fly little girl fly well that's cool so you, the team you play for now that's it's a home team uh it's a new one it's midnight storm we're on our first season uh, it's... oh so you guys are all brand new this is well just... we're not brand new to derby we're just brand new as a team as a you know, I mean, as a unit or as, yeah. a, as a team yeah so you guys are all yeah a lot of us have been playing for quite a few years um so it's, the team is a more advanced team in our league that's cool. So, how would one get into derby? Like, because I know there's a lot of people that, you know, they it's it's one of those sports that's kind of like, you know, one really a talks subculture. You, yeah, we're we're not as subculture as some would think, but uh, I think the biggest thing is um, just look up your local, just Google local roller derby, find a league that's around you. And every, every league has their own process. Um, mm -hmm. Like my league, we have where you can just sh sign up, show up, we have a meeting, and we're like, okay, we'll start teaching you. You know, like you don't have to know how to skate. You don't have to. Really? You don't have do to know anything, anything about it? You don't have it. to have any gear. You don't have to have anything. And we will, you can come to our meeting. We have a little orientation, and we go, hey, this is what's expected of you to be a member of our league, and this is what you'll need. And, this, and we give you a time period to pull it all together and we have some gear that you can uh, like rent or kind of borrow it's not, oh, okay. it's not great gear you don't want to borrow it for very long but <laughs> you're like because it's usually used you might get a stuff, or uh, well, it's going to be a little smelly going to be a little worn a, in but that's narrow. it's nasty <laughs> it's the the pe gear that you never yeah. wanted in school that's that one box where everything just stinks and it's but when you need it, it's so it's wonderful there. to have there, yeah. Seriously, like some kids, you know, they didn't want to dress out in school and they're like, tough shit, you got to dress out. So you yeah. get the, the loner box. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. How did you get started on that? How'd you get? Um, so I actually had a friend uh, that I was working with and she brought, took me to a bank track game with uh, a local league called the Arizona Derby Dames. Mm -hmm. And I found one of the, the team that was playing there and I really loved the theme and the girls were really talented and I was so into it and I just kept going back every time that league had a game and then finally they just uh, they had a big announcement they were having tryouts and so I started 
go into a little skate rink to practice, learn how to skate just in general. Cause I, did you, yeah, I was going to say, did you know how to skate? Were not, you... Well, I kind of grew up in the rink as a kid going to like the kids like events where you skate in a circle and mm -hmm. as you got older there was like <laughs> couple skate you're on four bangers with one yeah. foot in the air <laughs> yeah but I, I i did a lot of the rink skating like that um in so i i knew it wasn't gonna take long to figure out how to get back up on on a pair of skates and get going but mm -hmm. it was kind of one of those moments where I was like all right you know like my friends like you should try out you're so into this and I'm like okay cool and, you know and it kind of came at like a funny time in my life where I didn't realize I needed derby but it kind of saved my life in a moment and it was I actually didn't make the tryouts so you and went so to the tryouts there was like a hundred girls that showed up. It was like one oh, of the shit. first times that league has had such a huge turnout. They weren't expecting it. <laughs> You're like, thanks. Out of all nights, the yeah. one night that I want to be the there. One time, like, like, out of all the tryouts they had, they had two nights supposedly that where they had like almost a hundred people show up. Yeah. And so they had to only take 30. Um, so they only took 30 out of everybody that uh, from those two. But every evening afterwards or prior to that, they they took pretty much everybody because only like maybe 10 or 15 people would show up. Yeah. So as long as everybody showed some potential and look sounded committed, they were like, okay, we'll teach you. We could yeah, we can we could polish you. Yeah. And so when I didn't make the cut, I was like, oh shoot, you know, like so I went <laughs> back and started working trying to. I I was watching the girls that did make the cut. And what they were able to do, and I was did like, "Did you okay. sit back and go, man? I could have. I was better than that bitch." Okay, <laughs> like some I, of them now, I'm all like, "They didn't stick around. They should have kept me." Yeah, you're like, "Huh, oh, tough shit for you, pal." Now I'm on a better team. That's well, funny. that was not even just that, but it was, I, I was practicing, and there was a girl that was at the skate rink that was dressed up, and she had a derby shirt on, and mm -hmm. I cornered her it was just like you're all, did you like on the rink were you like on no there? we were all over the oh, lockers like, you're all <laughs> stop hey i see you've got a derby shirt on <laughs> no she was actually sitting over the lockers and i went and just met her and i was just like hey like my, this is my name and i'm very interested in a roller derby i was wondering if you're into if you played derby and if you could help me and oh nice she was super sweet she became a quick friend but she played for a different league that was actually flat track oh okay so do you see her or do you like do you guys not any not a, as much anymore uh she retired from derby and oh, okay. has moved so You're, so we only keep in touch like social media but uh she's still a pretty cool friend like if i ever if we're ever in the same area we we can definitely catch up. Derby's like that, though. Like, everybody's kind of family. You kind of build up a yeah. nice little little family. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So, when you said you were at a bad time and Derby actually saved your life, like, do you, what happened, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, um, so, at that time, uh, my mother was diagnosed and going through treatments for breast cancer. Oh, wow. Um, she, so I had... Prior to Derby, I had found a part-time job and moved back home because it was just my father and her at home. So mm -hmm. I had moved back to help take her to her chemo treatments and do all and go through that whole process. And at one point, the company, the restaurant I was working for, because uh, I was a assistant pastry chef, 
mm -hmm. the company I was working for decided to close their doors. So I was unemployed for about two or three months and with what was going on with my family and then losing my job and my personal life wasn't really going anywhere. I didn't have any, my friends at that time were very thin and far between. I didn't have any kind of uh, support system. Support or, system. I yeah. wasn't dating or anything either. So it just kind of felt really gloomy. And uh, I had, was fighting a lot of depression and bad thoughts. And yeah. Um, so to have, and when I didn't make the dirt, the tryouts, you know, I was kind of like, what's in it for me anymore, you know? And so when this girl was like, you know, like, come to my league and we're just up the street where we're, you're almost guaranteed to get in because we're still newer and we're teaching everybody, you know? And so that league took me in and it became a family uh, pretty quick and a huge support system. And you kind of, it, it became a home that, you didn't realize that you needed. Yeah, no, yeah, because that's because I was going through a lot of that, and that interview was really tr helping with that. It gave me a reason to get out of the house that is not at the hospital, watching these people losing their hair and losing weight and absolutely yeah. miserable, you know. And so, like, I was just surrounded by rough times, if not only by myself but by the people around me. Mm -hmm. So, having an environment to get away from my, my moment because in that couple of hours of practice you can't be on your phone you can't be checking social media you can't be doing anything else like you're there in that moment and whatever is going on in your life you kind of have to kind of just lock shut out. it off yeah, yeah you shut it off as soon as you walk through the door it's not with you in that moment like there's nothing you can do about it so you might as well just forget about it for a little bit well it's a good little it's like an escape you know you just mm -hmm. Put everything, like you said, put it in a box and just push it off so, to the yeah. side just for, you know, but. The and that's what I needed at that time. Yeah. So, but through that, though, with derbies, uh, I started, because it's such a unique group of people of different backgrounds and different um, interests. Yeah. Like, I would never have met the kind of people that I know now if it wasn't for Derby. Right? I mean, because it's like, all, all I mean, walks of life, right? We're going English professors at the major university to uh -huh. journalists to just everyday stay-at-home moms. We got hairstylists. <laughs> we got, like, I mean, there are so many different occupations that, that's in roller derby. It's just like, oh, what do you do? Oh, okay. I'm a pastry chef, but I'd like to kick the shit out of you on the, <laughs> yeah. on the track. Or, oh, God, I mean, can you imagine playing against a, a regular stay-at-home mom? She's like, I had laundry today, and I had these kids wearing it. I go, bah! You know, she's, like, kicking everyone's ass because her kids are little yeah. turds all day. See, that's that's a good, that's a good escape. It is. It was, so it's kind of cool. Like, we all have our different backgrounds, not even just in our professions, but, like, yeah. in, like, there's a lot of people that are involved in the LGBT community, um, Cool. We find um, a lot of individuals like myself that was dealing with depression, you know, so there was a lot of like mental health things or where yeah. you had you had people that you you could see and connect to and you're like, oh, you're a lot like me. I would have never met you if it wasn't for Derby, but you in those moments you felt alone until the Derby came along. And again, this is, you know, I was telling Austin, um, my partner over here, uh, that a lot of this of what I want to do with Beyond the Ink 
you know, is to raise almost an awareness for not just why people get tattooed. You know, the story is everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you have an incredible story. You've got, uh -huh. you know, again, going through some stuff. Yeah. Then your mom gets sick. And that, you know, having a parent uh, get sick and, I mean, I unfortunately I've experienced that. Um, but what I, my point is, like, there's, there's a lot of people that come in and, and they sit down in here and they put all their problems in a box and they leave it out there. Yeah. So here is almost like a sanctuary. They, mm -hmm. they just focus on here and they focus on, on the tattoo process. The pain, because it's a physical mm -hmm. pain, almost balances out the emotional pain that they're going through. And yeah. then they leave feeling like that sense of relief in a, in yeah. a way, you know? Um, and it made me, uh, it really just kind of um, struck a chord, you know, in, as far as me wanting to do more of, you know, this, because I used to do the same thing, you know. Um, most of my tattoos, I fall asleep when I get them. And it's not saying, oh, dude, I'm Billy Badass. It's just I yeah. come in with some darkness, some shit that I'm going through. And it makes the tattoo process nothing, yeah. you know, because... Personally, I would rather have um, the physical pain than having the emotional pain of like what's going on in life, you know, like you said, yeah. whether it's family, whether it's work, you know, everything. And so that's cool that you found, you know, the roller derby mm -hmm. stuff, you know. So you play for now for um, what league is it? It's the Arizona Roller Derby. Arizona Roller Derby, and that's in what city or where's the? Uh, we the mostly hub? are right in Central Phoenix. Uh, oh, okay. A little bit more on the east side of Central. Oh, okay, okay. And then you could just go on online and. Oh yeah, you can go online. Just look up Arizona Roller Derby. Um, there's Arizona in general has quite a few leagues. Uh, Phoenix area has three active that I'm sure I might be wrong, but uh, <laughs> Arizona Derby Dames, which is the bank track, there's they're uh, so you say they're centrally. So there's how many different tracks? There's there's th it's like three leagues. Okay. So think of a league as almost like a bowling league. Okay. And so, so just without the cool shirts. Yeah, without the, <laughs> and the shoes. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys have cool shoes too, but yeah. you know, I suppose. Ours just have wheels attached. Yeah, but you guys dress them up pretty, uh, pretty uh, yeah. cool. Like all this. <laughs> yeah, you can do all kinds of work on them now. I'm so. serious. Some of the get-ups. I mean, some of the costumes and the things that you girls wear and like are oh, out yeah. there, and it's actually pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I actually like my new pair of skates that are newer to me. I've had them for a little while now, but they're black and pink and with leopard print. <laughs> I didn't pick that pattern or anything. They were. Uh, a friend of mine, she didn't, uh, she was, I was joking that I, I should buy hers uh -huh. instead of just going to buy a new pair. And she's like, okay, you can have mine. And I'm like, uh, what? You're like, uh, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> she, she had only worn them like a handful of times. So, oh, nice. So, so they're still pretty good shape. And, but that's how I, I, that's how I came across like the pair that's on the, the girl on my tattoo. Yeah. It was a setup that was made and somebody, um, didn't pay for them, and so the derby shop had them up for sale, and I went, I like those. You're, uh, those are cool with the lime green wheels and the... <laughs> the blue and gray, and I was like, everybody always asks, why'd you get blue and gray? 
Yeah. You're all, they you're were all, on the I really didn't. <laughs> they were just on sale. <laughs> you're it's all, like even my skates now with the leopard print. Why did you pick leopard print? I don't know. It's funny. I didn't pick them. Yeah, yeah. Funny you should ask. It's kind of like my other skates only. <laughs> I just happened to be in the right place at the right time with these skates. You were a pastry chef. I was, yeah. I think that's when I first met you. Or you were still yes. a pastry chef. Because... Our mutual friend and you had brought me this like I had come from California and yeah. I was ta I was traveling back and forth from Cal California to here and you guys made me this like big box of just all kinds of sweets son of a uh, bitch it was so good I was driving home I'm not even kidding I was like driving home and I opened the box and I'm like oh this fat kid is happy <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean not even joking I was I, I remember yeah. I remember I fought the urge Solely because it was like a four and a half hour drive, you know, yeah, well, to my house. So I was thinking, I do not want to have to stop at a rest stop. <laughs> like, true story. Like, I was thinking, if I have to shit right now, these rest stops are just not the place. And then no. you're thinking, you're like, you have to go through like Blythe and then Palm Desert and like all the places where you're just like, yeah, I, I'm not I really want to. Yeah, I'm not yeah. pulling up here. You pull one of those rest stops and I'm just like, yeah, not to. No. Uh, I'm telling you, I, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's odd, um, odd phobias, but one of them is yeah, public toilets is definitely not my <laughs> not my thing. No. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but I will say though, in there was uh, you guys had made that, and I still remember it. That's that's how good it was. Um, cinnamon and sugar, um, like a biscuit type thing, but it wasn't. Like it wasn't a donut, but it was like a biscuit. I don't know what the hell. I it don't was. remember. Whatever, dude. It was buttery as hell, and it was so good. I was just sitting there like, yeah, because okay. we had because we, we were also working on some recipes. So you're kind of a guinea pig. I was. I, at so first, when you came back, you're like, I love this and this and this, and Shannon and I are like, sweet, we're yeah. putting it on our menu. You're <laughs> like, that works. Fat kid approved. Yeah. I definitely, um, definitely. Yeah, that was that was amazing, and I, yeah. I'm still very thankful. So no, I remember the night of meeting you because I was so nervous. Because you were you were nervous. As yeah, hell. well, because I I've had a couple tattoos, and the previous tattoo artists were not my favorite experiences. So, but the thing is, is I love tattoos. I love the work, and mm -hmm. I feel beautiful and. Like, I'm expressing more of myself through them. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't want to keep going back to these other tattoo artists. So, meeting you, and then you getting so excited with my pale white skin. Oh, yeah. I was and like, so, oh. like, you're just like... <laughs> you, <laughs> I was so white at that time, too. You were, I mean, I'm pretty yeah. white now. You're pretty but, white now, but yeah, you were I like... really white. You were like porcelain and shit. I was... I remember saying, like... I think I even prefaced it, because it's hard for a tattoo artist... To look at someone who has great skin and go, wow, I really love your skin without sounding <laughs> like, wow. Because I, I always say that like the client is hearing, wow, I want to wear your skin. But that's not even, no. like, that's not the case. And, and in, Yeah, because you're like, here are like the perfect I'm white like, canvas. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Hi, I'm Matt. Holy shit, look at that canvas. No. <laughs> I, yeah, it's kind of, it has that, has that a bit of a creep factor to it, yeah. you know, and, and, uh. It's just, it's funny because, like, again, as a tattoo artist, you can't walk up to just average people. No. And especially this day and age where Definitely. there's so many creeps and weirdos yeah. that are like, you know, Buffalo Bill from <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. I'm like, here, put this lotion on. <laughs> It'll be great. I promise. That's cool. 
Yeah, no, well, I, I was there first to support Shannon. Yeah. And I watched her get her work done. And then um, after our, uh, talking to you and talking about what my idea was, you got so excited. And I was just like, well, I love the work that he did on Shannon. So why not, you know? And <laughs> Let me flip a coin. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, cool. and, but since then, though, you've been the only tattoo artist that I go back to. You're the only one that I've, like, Everybody needs to go see him and get work done from him. I love that. You know, it's... Because, you know, and I've said it a thousand times, and again, I'll probably say it a thousand times on this podcast, but I still I still believe, you know, oh, with 100% that it's the experience is more mm -hmm. important than anything. And I hear oh, yeah. you hear a lot of people like these um, Gary V's and Ellen DeGeneres and, like, all the people that, you know, all these famous people that are just, like... They'll, they'll say the same thing, like, you can buy anybody anything, you can give anybody anything, mm -hmm. but the way you make them feel will yeah. make the whole difference. I mean, the way you make somebody feel is going to be like, whether they come back to you or not, whether they, yeah. you know, um, and... Uh, well, it's even just, not even just in the moment, so, like, it's how you, it's your quality of work and the feeling afterwards of... Like, I'm not just trying to turn you and burn you and just be like... <laughs> yeah, you're not trying to get it done. See ya. <laughs> yeah. I, well, because I had a tattoo done as, when I was 18, pretty much right out of high school, getting uh -huh. ready to go to college. Because at that point, I followed my parents' rules of no tattoos until I was 18 and stuff. So I was like, right. oh, I'm moving out. They can't stop me. And it's not a good tattoo. It's It, it wasn't a great experience. And for the longest time, I refused to go back because I thought tattooing was not for me, even though I still loved the work and everything yeah. that I saw. But then uh, after roller derby, I got into roller derby, um, one of my teammates had never had one before. And I was like, okay, she really wanted to go get something little. And so I went with her and... Was that the wrist the, tattoo? No, oh. it was, it's at my hip. I, oh, got, okay. I got a little sparrow. It's one of those Friday <laughs> the 13th deals. But the, what, after that, like, the guy was... A douche but the tattoo turned out well yeah and I was like okay so it's not necessarily me because when the first tattoo like didn't turn out well or whatever I was like okay well maybe I, I just can't handle tattoos or maybe I'm just picking yeah go figure right because I don't know on you for the rest of your life I why know. wouldn't you be picking well I didn't do enough research <laughs> with this artist I didn't do uh, I got what I paid for basically gotcha. Gotcha. So by the person and by the quality so when I got the second one I was like and it turned out pretty well you know for quality wise experience wasn't there and I was just like okay I gotta definitely I'm really liking the tattoos I just have to make sure I find an artist I really like yeah and so, and so I've gone to a couple different people and uh, this is now like my leg is now like my sixth piece it's my biggest and it's what I love the I was most gonna now say. It's probably but, the biggest. Yeah. I've got some other jobs still doing the, being a pastry chef for a while. Um, mm -hmm. And then I got into... You were a, doing the nut thing, right? Yeah, I worked at a nut development company, <laughs> which you, I love saying. <laughs> yeah, we're going to nut development. <laughs> I worked with nuts. <laughs> no, it's not that kind of nut development, no. so... <laughs> um, no, mostly Sickos. almonds. Yeah, almonds. Yeah. Almonds. Uh, I, I got into quality control. Um, Can you imagine if somebody worked at your company and they were they found out 
like randomly they were allergic to nuts. <laughs> oh god, that'd be horrible. <laughs> be like, hi, where are you working today? Oh shit, another EpiPen. Yeah, if you can't be around the air exposure, you really shouldn't work. <laughs> but we mostly worked with almonds in the beginning. Oh god, that was so boring. Uh, but you have to start off on the bottom of the totem pole sometimes to build your name in a company so True. that when they move you up. True. Um, but after time, I became the food scientist there. So I was oh, nice. making new recipes, testing quality, stuff like that um, for potential products, making new trail mix ideas. Because you were still, we were kind of... We were back and forth. But we were I was, back and forth, yeah. So I was on the travel team pretty heavily during that time. Yeah. And I was always traveling for Derby, and then with work, it was just... I couldn't match up time with you when I wasn't bruised and yeah when you weren't big old monster bruises and stuff and which is not fun to tattoo on I imagine it's just not a great feeling either no. um but then you went MIA yeah you went like the, I didn't hear anything from you no babe. well I was working which, with the, the bakery before the nut processing plant yeah was, that's when I was kind of my it was just a really rough job like it was working six to seven days a week, still trying to do derby, and like I was running that place, uh, and we we had gotten some big contracts for some major companies on a national level. Mm -hmm. You know, we were trying to get all these certifications that we haven't had yet. Um, so it was just it was really a lot of like time consumption that and I, I I just I just remember working so many hours and I was so miserable like I had one for Christmas one year I remember uh, we had so many sugar cookies to decorate ice I think I'd worked like 20 something hours Jesus and I had just enough time to go home and sleep and then get up and go back to work and I didn't even get to sleep like full eight or whatever and but we were on such a time crunch because it was right it was like days before the holiday and that suck how Mm -hmm. Christmas is so commercialized. <laughs> yeah. So like, between Thanksgiving and then Christmas, like I was just miserable because I was running a, I was running a bakery. We're making thirty to fifty thousand pies Jesus. for one season. That's a lot of pies. <laughs> it's like you're like sitting here having nightmares, like, yeah. like flashbacks and shit. So, like, so I, I had like this huge crew that's just making pies constantly every day. That's all they're doing. Pumpkin yeah. pie, apple pie, and blueberry pie. Mm. That's it. And so, and then... Do you eat pie? I love pie. Oh, okay, good. Love I was pie. hoping it didn't kill it for you because pie no. is amazing. I love um, pie. I, I love pie. Uh, Me too. But, um, so having a large crew doing that where I have just one bakery that's all they did and I had one bakery that always did the same bread and because we we're just making things on such large volumes that there was no variance in their in the t day to day it was just, just pumping out quantity yeah so, so that but that job was rough management and ownership was a little diff, uh, challenging the hours were challenging and it was just like ex exhausting um, so when I got into that processing plant, because I had finally, <laughs> Still wa funny, right? I walked out of that, that bakery, and that's when Shannon and I uh, moved in together. I just walked out, because Shannon was just like, why are you still there? And I'm like, I don't know. So I walked out, only job I've ever walked out on, and only job I'd say was worth it. Um, but 
uh, you've got that nut processing plant a couple a couple months later, and and everything started to turn around a lot better. That's when I got to start seeing you again. Yeah, that's true. But then we had to halt again. We had another hiatus because you got sick or something. Like you yeah. couldn't figure out. Yeah, like, that's, I got uh, diagnosed. I couldn't figure out what it was. Um, but yeah, I, no doctors could figure it out. No, I mean, we, we were just, just saying nobody like, knows. Like. Nobody really knows. Like I was going to ENTs, I was going to all these things. Like so, my uvula kept swelling up, and I was choking on it. Yeah. Um, and then um, I got to a point where I started losing weight really bad, and I couldn't keep it on, no matter what I ate. Like I was, I got really skinny, and it was just insane and stuff so like and one doctor after another was like I went to a thyroid specialist and the thyroid specialist is not it's like it's not your thyroid I went to another doctor and they're like no it's not this and then everybody kept sending me back to a thyroid specialist so <laughs> the like, thyroid's no. like dude I'm telling no, you it's I mean, not your thyroid everybody kept sending me well I finally like I took a break from it and I was just like I'm done like I, I can't keep going through all these tests and not getting answers so yeah I took a break from going to doctors, and we were really unsure, like, what was going on with me, so we didn't want to put our, my body through that kind of stress. Yeah. With tattooing, it was just like, it didn't sound like a smart idea. No, because, again, if you're already losing weight, you're already feeling, mm -hmm. you know, uh, fatigued and everything else, yeah. doing this is probably not going to make you feel no. any better, no. you know? like I was sad. I was missing this, but... Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. People miss the tattoo. Like yeah. they, they go like the term ink, your ink will talk to you. Mm -hmm. Like if you're walking by a tattoo shop, if you're in a tattoo mm -hmm. convention or anything where you hear a tattoo machine, hey, even if you're watching it on TV, like one of these reality shows and you hear the buzzing of the yeah. machine and you're just like, God, I want another tattoo. You start, or just you start like, I could, yeah, you get like a little, here, oh, oh, <laughs> I could totally get that. Yeah. And then you start thinking of all the ideas that you can, you know, yeah. uh, and then you call me. <laughs> I'm like, you. you're, I'm like, you're, you're pusher. <laughs> you're like, I'm, hey, Matt, I need to fix. All right, cool. Tie me off. I'm itching. Done. <laughs> yeah. I'm jonesing for some, for some ink here. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But with all the health issues, though, it just didn't seem right. Did but it did, and well, I have so I had a doctor that uh, finally knew what finally was up, it was a thyroid specialist. But I <laughs> go figure, right? I had to go to a whole other set of doctors, so like because my regular practitioner had retired, so I went to a whole new. I had to find a whole new set of a new doctor. Oh damn! And then she was just like, you know, like let's. And I just I just finally looked at her. I'm like, I'm just gonna start li listing symptoms. And you, I don't know if they're related to each other or not, but this is all my symptoms. And so I just listed everything that had happened to me in, in over the last year or so and kind of what I was experiencing uh, more currently. And she was just like, okay, we're going to run a ton of tests. And we ran so many tests. And finally, she was just like, dude, like, you got to go to a thyroid specialist. Because <laughs> so, I was having iron, my iron was way off. And so um, I went to thyroid special, a new one, because I told her, I was like, well, I don't know how many is here in the valley, but I'm not going back to this one because they say, tell me there's nothing wrong. So we went to, I went to a whole new doctor, and they're like, oh, yes, you have a hyperthyroid. You know? and so they, they were able to yeah. finally figure so out what So they finally the figured it out, uh, committed to it. Um, I guess there's a disease related to hyper, uh, I think it's called like 
Reuters disease. I might be wrong. Okay. Probably wrong. But uh, it's just something I'm going to deal with my whole life now. So, so I it's have to make just sure. Yeah. Ongoing. That's yeah. Like okay. I can take some thyroid medication, um, which really helps balance it all out. Uh, but the exercise, making sure I'm having a complete diet where I'm getting all the vitamins I need. I even take some. Uh, like a multivitamin? It makes it take some multivitamins and whatnot mm -hmm. outside of that too. Yeah. And that really helps keep it uh, under control. Uh, but my biggest thing is like when I do work out, I do need to make sure I'm eating enough. Because yeah. the, the traditional 2,000 calories a day really does not keep up with me because I'll burn through it a lot faster. Well, plus you're doing a lot of, you know, a lot of skating, a lot of yeah. sports specific, so you need so to burn more. I need, you're burning I, more. I'm burning more, so I need more calories in general, but I need, I have to make sure I'm building up on all the good calories. Yeah. Uh, and all the good uh, variety. Yeah. The good, the good stuff, not the... Yeah. But knowing now, like, what kind of vitamins I need and, and what kind of activities I should probably keep away from because <laughs> I, I do have times where like it'll, it'll get to me and I get a little more exhausted or worn out and yeah. I just gotta know that and be okay with stopping and and just knowing your body now I'm, and then just, my body just needs this break and that's cool that's good at least they finally figured out what was going on and I mean more importantly you could still get tattooed <laughs> yes you know, we, we after we launched the uh, introductory uh, video, the feedback was awesome because everybody's like, dude, this is perfect for you. Because during <laughs> our session, holy shit, dude, you just talk, 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 talk. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm working. I'm not just, like, not, I'm not just talking and... You well, know. you can even tell during the intro session, the very first video, like, there's so many moments where you wanted to speak. I you're did. Trying, you're just watching. You're just waiting for I your moment. I did. I'm, like, just like, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, yep, all right, cool. And then Austin would say something. Yeah. And then I'm just like, okay. I mean, you have no idea how but many outtakes we can. <laughs> I can see you, though, itching. Or you're watching Austin going, like, are you done yet? I'm like, are you done yet? come on, make a point. No, I'm kidding. No, he, he's, he's no, great. No, it was great. And uh, it was funny because it's like everybody, their, their feedback was, well, dude, there's like 20 years difference between you and him. Like, how did you meet this kid? I said, he's one of my clients. And yeah. we started talking, you know, just like how, you know, the intro. And, uh, you know, I said, that's why it's going to be so successful. It's going to be good because you've got a younger perspective and an older perspective. Mm -hmm. I say older, not that old, but, you know. Old man. Old man. <laughs> yeah, got some grays in the chin. But it's going to be that creative you know, to appeal to the younger generation <laughs> and the old folks. No, uh, I think it's going to be cool. I think, yeah. uh, you know, again, off to a good start. I've got a, I've been interviewing people and, and I tattoo so many people and, yeah. and meet so many people and travel all over the place. And um, yeah, I, this is going to be something that we're going to have a lot of fun doing. Um, so, but I like, I like, you know, interviewing people. I like talking to people and I just, I love, I always say I've, I've got the best clients in the world. Not, and I'm not bullshitting. Like I love my clients. My clients are always cool, you know, cause they're just honest and yeah. under the needle, you can't be dishonest. There's just no, no way. Cause you can't think of like something to lie about. You're like, fuck, this hurts a lot. Okay. Wait, I can't, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> 
So with with Derby, I like to go back to Derby because yeah. you wouldn't see, I mean, again, just, and I'm not stereotyping, but I would never in a million years, if you would have said, yeah, I would do roller derby, I would have been like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. Do you ever apologize, like, in the in your in your mind when you, like, jack somebody up and you're just like, yeah, sorry, that was... I've done my, that. Because my boyfriend pissed me off and you're getting it. <laughs> so I had a... Uh... I did. I have done that. I, actually, to a pretty close friend, we were. We were oh, it was a friend. Okay. It was a friend. We were playing a game, and um, I had I come I came back onto the track, and I don't know why I was so heated and stuff. Like that whole game was just intense, and she had knocked my jammer off the track and was oh, trying to pull her back, and I was like, but one of the things that you can do is if you. Uh, knock the girl that knocked your player out off the track then your jammer no longer has to go behind okay it's a it's like a workaround with the rule of no without progressing forward because now the skater is no longer an active member on the track because she's down and that's how you score points right well it's you yeah it's to get your you want to get your jammer around okay so i took this girl i decided i was going to take this girl out and (laughs) i took her out And Wait. she sprawled on the floor, and I'm looking at her like, I'm so sorry. Like, that was the first time I ever served a hard hit, which, it got the work done. It was uh, it was a legal hit. It, it was, was legal? Yes, it okay. was totally okay. legal. Like, okay. it was, um, uh, but, uh, but right after, and it was at the very end of the game. So right after the end of the game was done, I ran over to her, and I was just so apologetic, and I was crying, because I was just like, you never <laughs> want to hurt your friends like no, that. No, no, absolutely. But at that moment, all I saw her was, was like, this is my opposing, opposing you're team. Yeah, you're an enemy. Yeah, you're an enemy. You're, my jammer needs to get through. And you, you're going out. Like, and you? then when I saw how hard I hit her and how fast she flopped, how bad she flopped, I was just like, oh. Did you, but... I mean, in all seriousness, in your brain, did you hear the Mortal Kombat finisher? Yes. And just, <laughs> just like you see her spine fly out of her body and her one wheel just down because <laughs> I hit the shit out of her. I, uh, I yell that at my team all the time. I'm like, finish her. Oh my god. Yeah. So okay, so I know I've always said this. Like I've wanted to come see you. You know, and and I've never been there, and I'm a shithead. That sucks. I get it, um, because our schedules are always like, yeah. I'm out of town, or yes. I'm tattooing, or I'm you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely want to get. Uh, I do want to come. I want to see yeah. uh, a match. You know, and I think if like some of you know people that are watching, if they want to go check out a match. Like, what does it cost to get in? What is it? What's like? What do you have to do? Well, for my league, we caught we you can pay at the door, okay, uh, and you can pay ahead of time. Like, there's like brown paper ticket and different other programs, websites that that do just general webs, uh, general ticket sales like that. Yeah. Uh, but you can pay at the door. We charge twelve dollars at the door, and it gets you at least two games. Sometimes we have a third game. Okay. So you don't have to be there in the very beginning. You don't have to stay as long as the whole time it's whatever your preference is so a lot of people come and see like the one team that they're there to see and see their friends skate and then they might stay for part of the second game or okay and leave but um because i definitely want to when does when does the season start when does the we pretty I mean, much kinda, we're all year pretty okay, much okay 
Um, it just rotates with who plays when because we have so many teams for our home teams. Okay. And we play a lot of other teams in Arizona from other leagues that are on the same rule set as us. Um, but the uh, the big thing is is just a like for for a stranger that doesn't know what their local roller derby is, it's just to Google that. I, I swear, local roller derby. Put your your state, your city in there, and and just a go lot ahead of the yeah, a lot of the web leagues have Facebooks or websites that will guide you to their calendar and when they're having games. Because there's usually because most of, definitely the major. Uh, metropolitan areas uh -huh. there's at least one team if not two or three leagues that are holding games and so go ahead and give that website one more time mm -hmm. so for my league it's um, azrollerderby.com nice that's really cool and I gotta admit I mean again you know uh, it's an unspoken and I'm always saying this jokingly, but it's actually a really true, serious thing. Roller Derby girls have, like, the best butts. And it's so underrated. Like, people go, hey, best butts in sports. You know, there's, like, a lot of different little... I mean, I'm not being... I'm not out of line. It's true. true. But, like, I speak the truth. <laughs> Even the guys have the best butts. <laughs> yeah, like you said. Like, you were, you were saying, you're... Derby players in general have Derby great players butts. in general, like, doing a thousand squats... You know, they're just doing this the whole you're time. You're always and, in squats. You're always lunging. You're always... Yeah. And so, I mean, that alone is a good reason. <laughs> just kidding. No. Don't go be a creeper and... No. Staring at butts, you know. No. But it, it does definitely help. Um, I love the fact that you've allowed me to uh, interview you. Aww. And I thank you for being a part of this whole process and going beyond the ink. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for everything. And uh, if you guys tuned in and you're still with us, comment below. Comment. Comment below. Give a thumbs up. Give a like. Share it. Subscribe it. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of Beyond the Hink. Bye.